The Not So Great Outdoors contains stories of a graphic nature. Viewer discretion is advised. The outdoors are great. Except when they're not. Welcome to the Not So Great Outdoors. We're your guides. I'm Sav. And I'm Piff. And this week, let's talk about cryptids. Woo! I'm so excited to talk about cryptids. I love cryptids. So welcome to our third Bridgewater Triangle episode. We are doing a little Bridgewater Triangle mini-series within the big series. And because I can do what I want, I wanted to talk about two cryptids today (gasps) that you can find inside of the triangle. And nobody was going to stop me. So we're going to be talking about Thunderbirds and Puckwatches. Yay! The two I don't know anything about. I'm so excited. I thought that would be most fun. Yes. Also, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the previous two episodes. Those also uh, are about the Bridgewater Triangle. Also, here's a reminder. Please send us your ghost stories at notsogreatoutdoors at gmail.com. Yes. And remember, they do not have to take place outside. Correct. Also, I have a little high horse moment. Do it. Academics who write academic papers and by and large do not profit off of when you have to pay money for a subscription to mm-hmm. wherever their work is. Mm-hmm. So if people are like, eh, you shouldn't use things that get you behind paywalls because people aren't getting paid for it. Academics aren't getting paid for it anyway. No. This comes up because I or I used an archaeological study that I had to do all this hoop jumping to get access to. And, like, the person who wrote this has is not profiting off of it. They're an academic. They submit stuff to journals all the time. They're not getting any dollars from those reads. No. And when they do get published they're treated as if you should just be thankful you even got published. Yes. Like, so let alone get any money from it. They're not getting any money. Also, if you didn't know this, a lot of academics will send you their paper, a copy of their paper for free. So if you like, just reach out. Yep. Different from journalists who do yes. get paid. If So pay for your news articles. Yes. Don't worry too much about your academic papers. Yes. This has been my PSA. I got really upset when I was researching no, I would have gone mad. You didn't tweet about it. Usually you tweet about the things you come across in your in your research. I know. I just wrote an, a rant. I also <laughs> There's another rant later. It's fine. It's fine. First, we're going to talk about Thunderbirds. Woo! So do you remember the Crater Lake episode when yes. we talked about the formation of the lake? There mm-hmm. was like the above world and the below world and mm-hmm. different entities ruled them. Mm-hmm. So this I'm finding is pretty common in most religions. Like even in Christianity, you have like heaven hell god devil dichotomy like there are yeah. two sides they're not good necessarily well yeah. they're not necessarily like good and evil Real but they're they're still two different they yeah. represent different things yeah so this is similar we have a similar perspective just similar okay. dichotomy between the thunderbirds and puckwedgies or in the thunderbirds in just the thunderbirds okay. we're just talking okay. about thunderbirds i was right like now. wait what <laughs> we're not to the puckwedgies yeah we'll okay. get there we'll okay get there. so according to the algonquin people the thunderbird is to have sway over the upper world while the underworld is ruled by the underwater panther or serpent which seem very different but we're gonna say that they're the same thing yeah in drawings and other symbolism which we have some of these on the blog slash drive Thunderbirds are often represented by an X shape, and these, like, markings have been dated back to 2000 BP, which is archaeological speak for before the present, so 2000 years ago. Uh, Thunderbirds are actually not unique to just the Bridgewater Triangle area, but they are known to be very populous in this area. They've also been found in Massachusetts, Maine, West Virginia, Ohio, Vermont, New York, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and more. With some sites pointing to variations of the Thunderbird on the Pacific coast as well. And also, the, a lot of totem poles are adorned with renderings of the Thunderbird. 
So this massive bird Mm -hmm. is grayish black with a wingspan of 12 to 20 feet. Holy crap. Sitting at about four feet tall. Isn't your wingspan... Okay, maybe this is only for humans. Who knows? But isn't your wingspan supposed to be like... Yeah, but like... How, what's the, like, ratio of your wingspan to your height? Because I'm trying to think, like, these things would be really freaking tall if they've got, like, a 12-foot. Well, so that's not, not, always, that's not always that's not the, always case the case with birds. Yeah. There's, have you seen that, like, uh, Da Vinci drawing of, like, the human with the circle? Yes. So, according to, I'm pretty sure it's Da Vinci, like, p- the perfect human's mm-hmm. wingspan would be their height, but that almost never happens. Yeah. Because I'm that's not sure how the human not. body works. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably okay. like what you're thinking of. Probably. But also for sure does not count for birds. No. Okay. Great. So huge wingspan, four feet tall. Additionally, the Thunderbird is aptly named as it is said to cause thunder, thunder. by flapping its wings and also it can throw lightning bolts. Of course. Why not? <laughs> uh, it's also said that seeing one is a sign that a storm is coming. I mean, no wonder it causes the thunder and the lightning. Yeah. I'm amazed it's not happening already when you see it like, yeah wouldn't you think i don't know it could just be flying through just be going it has to flap a certain way yeah to make the storm happen i i mean i'm sure it can control it it yeah. like rules the above world yeah so of course in the 1890s in arizona two cowboys saw a massive bird and like any red-blooded american they decided that the best course of action was to shoot the creature of course According to the Tombstone Epigraph cited in liveabout.com, it's like they are quoting a newspaper article in their article. Yeah. You know. So, quote, the cowboys and their horses dragged the lifeless monster into town where its wingspan was measured at an incredible 190 feet and its body measured at 92 feet long. It was described as having no feathers, but a smooth skin and wings composed of a thick and nearly transparent membrane, end quote. And then I have a note. Although that size may have been exaggerated by the paper, you know, like a fish was this big kind of story. And back in, you know, the 1890s, they had to, you know, spruce up their news. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much going on to write about anyway. (laughs) Nothing to write home about. And uh, also, like, a child who was, like, alive then and then, like, later retold the story said that it was more, like, 30 feet. Yeah. So there's that. Was it really featherless, though? Did that come across or no? That's what it appears. I mean, like, yeah. the child, yes. then adult. Oh, okay. So now at this point, a lot of people, including Savannah just now, point <laughs> out that this doesn't seem very bird-like. No. In fact, it kind of seems more like a pterosaur than a bird. But if you don't know that birds are dinosaurs, I suggest you follow Sue the T-Rex on Twitter. Also, have you seen a chicken? Fucking terrifying. They are so scary. My mother-in-law has 13. No joke. 13 chickens. So, like, if you can't imagine that some big reptilian flying thing is formerly a dinosaur is now, we're calling them birds, I invite you to rethink that. I mean, Jurassic Park. Yeah. They talk about how the velociraptors are way more bird-like. Did you know that when that movie came out, that was like a new, like, breaking thing in the scientific world, and they still were like, no, like, you know, only the... lizards. Yeah, only the (laughs) woo-woo people think that, but, like, it's actually now, like, there's so much evidence, like, dinosaurs are birds. Birds, birds are dinosaurs. Anyway... They supposedly nailed it to a barn or held it up with a bunch of townspeople and took a black and white photo with it. Do we have it? However. Oh, no. 
the photo is missing and is referred to as the lost Thunderbird photo. It's almost as famous as Thunderbirds themselves. Really? So there have been plenty of sightings of Thunderbirds across the Americas. So let's talk about a couple. This is from pawilds.com. Quote, in 1892, a man named Fred Murray reported seeing a flock near Dent's Run in Cameron County. He described them as being like buzzards, but much larger with 16-foot wingspans, end quote. But that's not unheard of. Yes, it is. There are some giant birds, like... Hold on. We'll get to other giant birds. They're not that giant. Not that giant? No. Hmm. It's... We'll, we'll get there. We're going to okay. go through. We're getting there. We're going through these things, and we'll get there. Okay. Okay. From the July 28th, 1977 edition of the Boston Evening Globe, quote, trigger warning, this is about a child, but they're fine. Okay. Ten-year-old Marlon Lowe and his mother, Mrs. Ruth Lowe, claim that one of two large black birds with eight-foot wingspans tried to carry Marlon off in its (gasps) claws on Monday evening in Lawndale, Illinois. Although several bird experts say that no bird native to Illinois could lift 70-pound marlin, Mrs. Lowe says that marlin was carried 20 feet before the bird dropped him when he struck the bird with his hand, end quote. Oh, no. So now they're stealing children. Yep, they're snatching them up. Um, A friend of mine has, now she has four little ones, but at the time she only had three. Uh, And she told me this story. She, like, the boys, so she's... Now she has three boys and a girl, mm-hmm. but at the time it was just the two boys and the little girl. But the boys were looking out the window, and they were saying, Mommy, look, there's a bunny, like, in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And they were like, she was like, oh, yeah, look, you know, yeah, yeah. A turkey vulture swooped <gasps> down and picked up the bunny while they were <gasps> looking at it. <laughs> and, of course, the boys, like, the oldest was, like, five at the time. Oh, my gosh. Six. And so, and they're very close in age. And so they were like... Mommy, like, where is it doing? What, what is it doing? And she's like, uh, how do you explain that to a kid? She's like, I couldn't be like, well, that's the circle of life, kids. Like, they're not going to understand They haven't seen that. The Lion King yet. No. So, yeah, that was. Oh, my gosh. I hilarious, can't. but awful. Awful. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would still be scarred. Like, if as a full adult, I don't know. I don't consider myself a full adult. But, you know, whatever. A proper adult who can understand the circle of life. I would still be like, no! <laughs> Not the bunny! Not the bunny! <laughs> Next story. Okay. In the summer of 2001, Dennis Smeltzer wow. saw, yeah, All right. saw a huge black or grayish brown bird flying overhead around 50 to 60 feet above him. He said, quote, I wouldn't say it was flapping its wings gracefully, but almost horrifically flapping its wings very slowly, then gliding above the passing big rig trucks, end quote. He saw it fly for over a minute and then land on a dead tree. Similar sightings were also recorded by others in the area in the same months, with some accounts stating that they watched the bird for up to 20 minutes. Descriptions are always that the bird has a wingspan of over 12 feet and it's dark gray or black in color. I'm like racking my brain for like, is there at all a possible bird, like real life bird that could be that big? But I don't think there is. I wish my husband were here. He's basically Dr. Doolittle. (laughs) Seriously. He never liked cartoons. I mean, he liked cartoons as a kid, but he didn't watch cartoons. He watched National Geographic and Animal Planet. Like, not the kid's version. Like, yeah, like not Zubumafu. No. No, I asked him if he knew what Zubumafu was. That was one of my favorite shows as a kid. He had no idea. I'm I was like, appalled. I was like, it's me and you and Zubumafu. 
Like, listen, Zibumafu was my jam. Yeah. He had no idea what that was. I was like, maybe you wouldn't be such a cynic if you had watched Zibumafu. Maybe if you had been forced to watch TV made for children. But, like, he refused. Like, his parents would be like, he would not still, like, educational He didn't like the, like, come on, guys. Like, the cheesy. He was like, just show me the animals. Like, he didn't care. His parents will even tell you they're like, no. He wanted nothing to do with it. He wanted the real animals like the wanted, real stuff he just wanted alligators like eating things yeah and I'm, I'm just joking he's not i said maybe you wouldn't be such a cynic like he's not an actual cynic but he's very serious and so maybe like maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> children's animals shows. i don't know i wouldn't change a thing about him let's be honest you're like i have to say I have that because i'm here listening <laughs> i love you <laughs> Next sighting. Next sighting. In June of 2012, getting closer, two girls were camping in Chapman Township in Pennsylvania when they saw a bird with a 14-foot wingspan with no feathers on its head. It Mm. swooped low over their camp, scaring the girls and causing the younger of the two to run crying into the cabin. I'm Googling. No, I have the answer for you in the next paragraph. Okay, Okay. never mind. I was just going to Google, like, Largest American bird. I like have the, I have bird. that. You have that? In my cool. notes. I'm so excited. <laughs> you just gotta be more just patient. Gotta be more patient. <laughs> Interestingly, the cryptozoology wiki, they're on the Love that. I love that's a thing. Right. Also, there are two different cryptozoology wikis, which is awesome. I love that. Their un- authenticity status is listed as real. Love it. Additionally, a lot of people think that witnesses are misjudging the size of the California condor. There's a photo on the blog, which has a wingspan of up to 10 feet. Okay. I knew there has to be an actual real living bird. Now, I'm not saying Thunderbirds aren't real. I'm just saying it has to be like a well-known, documented bird. bird. Large bird that has a decently large wingspan. And while there are a lot of similarities, including the coloring and the bald head. This bird is ugly. Oh, yeah. It's an ugly bird. Don't look up pictures of, like, its face. It looks like poop. It looks like (laughs) Like, it's an angry old man. You know the, like, fuzzy wudgy, (laughs) like, the the machine on Teletubbies that puts, like, spits out the pink goo? The custard machine. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like that, but bird head. Exploded all over it. And what the heck is that on its chest? Do you see that? It's like a bald spot. What is that? I don't know. It's probably a bald spot. It's a tagged bird. It's supposed to be there. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And while there are a lot of similarities, including the coloring and the bald, ugly head, mm-hmm. it doesn't explain the widespread sightings of this in areas where condors are not native. Hmm. It's a California condor. They mm-hmm. see these on the opposite coast. Yes. Also, fun fact, now that I've Googled the condor, which, yeah, no, don't do that, friends. Don't do that. The head is... It's is ugly. Ugly and scary. Looking. It's an ugly bird. Most birds says, are terrifying, so... Yeah. It says... The California condor is a new world vulture and the largest North American land bird. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to know. It's yeah. like, what's the largest bird? Okay. It became extinct in the wild in 1987, but has been has since been reintroduced to northern Arizona and southern Utah, the coastal mountains of central and southern California, and northern Baja Mountains. Yep. Northern Baja California. I'm sorry, I don't know where. Pennsylvania. People. The thing that really gets me is like, if people are watching this for more than 20 minutes, like the difference between 10 feet and 20 feet is enough to where I kind of believe if you stared at something for 20 minutes, you would 
be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah, no. This is the average wingspan's eight feet. Yeah. Of a condor. Not the uh, 12 to 20 feet wingspan of a thunderbird. Yep. And now. I'm done now. Okay. The moment Savannah has been waiting for for about a month. We're going to talk about puckwudgies. Puckwudgies. I don't know what puckwudgies are, but I feel like they're not as cute as their name makes you think they are. You know, interestingly, my first sentence is, despite their cute name, these creatures are anything but cuddly, and we'll get to it. I accidentally scrolled across a photo, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, no. Looks like an angry. It's not happy. Like. I'll not talk about it yet. I'll tell you what I think it looks like in a minute. So Pugwudgies are actually very interesting Mm -hmm. because the lore of the Pugwudgies, it actually spans across many different indigenous tribes, including both the Algonquin and Wampanoag tribes. So like... A bunch we talked of, about Wampanoag, yeah. And Algonquin. And Algonquin. Just the language, but yeah. So, yeah. like, th- we've got all of these different tribes. And, like, granted, same-ish general area, like mm-hmm. Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, that, the you know, the East Coast area. area. Mm-hmm. But, like, all of these different tribes that don't really hang out together have similar lore yeah. about this creature. It just, it kind of makes me think, like, it's probably real. It's probably a real thing. They also go by, like, other names, but their, like, description and behavior is similar across yeah. Yeah. They're described as being knee-high, roughly two to three feet tall, with spines like a porcupine. They have a sweet smell, similar to flowers, with smooth gray skin that uh, sometimes glows. Also, low-key, this makes me think of, like, how really pale people sometimes glow in the moonlight, but I don't think that's what they were getting at. Mm-mm. I'm really pale. I don't think I glow in the moonlight, though. Really? Have you ever been, like, in d- dark woods with no flashlights on? Because that's when you know. I mean, I have, but, like... Not recently. Pukwudgie means person of the wilderness, and they are akin to spirits of the forest. So they kind of, like, live in the woods. Yeah. Take care of it. Yeah. You would So it sounds like, like, you know the trolls in Frozen? Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I'm thinking, except not rocks. Well, it gets worse. Except with spines instead of rocks. But not as nice either. But, like, you know, they glow. Oh, yeah. The trolls don't really glow. They have the jewels that glow. But yeah. still, it, I don't know. That's That or just like a really ticked off, weirdly colored porcupine that walks on two feet. Yeah, but wait, there's more. What are they like? If you mean yeah. one. What are they? What's, what's it like? So yeah. their personalities differ with the tribal stories, ranging from mischievous tricksters to deadly saboteurs. Oh, wow. It's said that they can turn invisible, shapeshift into dangerous animals, or even harm people by simply staring at them. Oh, that escalated. They are also known to lure people to their deaths, have poison arrows, and they can create fire at will. Some peoples also believe that they can control the souls of the people that they have killed. Not cute. Not cute. Not cute. Not a good look. No, I don't want to talk about them anymore it's kind of freaking me out well we have another yeah. like whole page about them great so. i'm gonna look at the pictures now Can okay I look at the pictures yeah now? okay it does appear that most of the harm that befalls humans is as a result of humans being assholes of course it is said that if you mess with a puckwudgie they will play nasty tricks on you including kidnapping pushing people off of cliffs and attacking with knives or maybe they'll blind you with sand casual casual because, like, see, this picture, it could almost be cute. Mm-hmm. And almost. then you go to the next one. And then you one. go to the next one, you're like, holy shoot, that's a demon. Like, a forest-dwelling horned demon. Yeah. 
And then the Puckwudgie Crossing sign, which I think is hilarious. Which we'll get to it. Okay. So according to the Wampanoag tribe, Puckwudgies originally got along well with humans, and they Mm -hmm. would, like, help them out and stuff. But they got jealous when humans were showing more love to Moshop, which was a giant creation deity that created Cape Cod. So because of the Puckwudgies' jealousy, they began causing more mischief, and the people asked Moshop to help with the Puckwudgies. They were like, hey, dude, you know, you're a creation deity. You made, like, all this land for us, all this stuff. Um, can you get rid of these things? Because they're really kill- harsh in our vibe. Yeah. So Moshop was like, oh, yeah, sure. And so he's like, I'm a giant. I got this. So he scooped them all up with his big old giant hands and threw them away. That's not really getting rid of them. That's just relocating them. Yeah. They can come back. This resulted in the deaths of many Puckwudgies. Yes. And the ones that survived were pretty pissed off. I mean, yeah. I was just right chucked so. across. I was yeah. just manhandled by this giant that I didn't like in the first place. And just thrown. He just chucked us like 100 miles. Now I have to walk 100 miles to get back home. Yeah. So, of course, they made their way back, and they are like, okay, well, now we're going to retaliate because we're pissed off. And they've had a 100-mile hike to think about what they're going to do. Yep. So. And they got short little baby legs. Like, that's a lot of steps. It's going to take a while. Yeah. So, they get their way back, and they killed Mashop's five sons, and maybe even the giant himself. Hmm. They're pissed off. Yeah, they're pretty upset. They're not, they're not feeling any good vibes. They're not mm-hmm. going to help you anymore. Mm-hmm. They're mad. Mm-hmm. That's why we no longer have a good relationship with them. And if you see a Pukwudgie, you should not mess with it. I'm going to scream and run the other direction. Let's yeah. be honest. I gotta go. I gotta go. So they are often sighted in the Freetown State Forest, which is in the Bridgewater Triangle. Even prompting local police to create a Puckwudgie crossing sign, <laughs> although this was said to be an April Fool's prank. Yeah, well, I love it anyway. And we do have a photo of the sign on the blog. Here's where I'm going to throw in my mini rant. I grew up with Harry Potter. So yes. Admit, we're millennials. I don't know what yes. you want from us. I'm a Hufflepuff. We're currently, I'm very pissed off at J.K. Rowling right now. She's well, for like just so y'all know. many other reasons. But the relevant one in this story is so J.K.R. went in. Oh, uh, also. J.K. Rowling. Oh, Rowling. Oh, got it. I was like, wait, what? I've never heard her referred to as J.K.R. Oh. J.K.R. Anyway, Rowling. Uh, also, I wrote, listen, J.K. might decide to come for me after this, and if so, it was nice knowing y'all, but she literally made these, like, jealous, mischievous, angry creatures into basically just, like, short, helpful humanoids, and if you, like, Google, because, like, J.K.R. is like, oh, no, like, the houses of Ivermorny are, like, not akin to the ones at Hogwarts, but they fucking are. Yeah. It's, this is supposed to be the Hufflepuff. I am offended. I thought you would be. Even more. I'm really mad about it. Also, she can come for me. She has no room right now on yeah. her Twitter. No, 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 no. You're in enough hot water. First of all, they aren't even beasts like the rest of the Evil Morning Houses. So, so like, upset. the fuck. And I'm pretty sure that they're not beasts because they're intelligent. And you yeah. still made it like your mascot? Whatever. Second of all, at least try, do a basic Google search of these creatures, their intentions, their backstories before you, like, take it and make them, like, cute and plushy and, like, blah, 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 blah. So upset. And then my last sentence of my rant is, Thunderbirds are also a house. At least they retain some of the respect that the creature demands. Don't mess with Puckwudgies. Would you like to know some sightings? I would. 
in the 1990s. Oh, these are both from a book whose name I did not write down, but the link is in the links. Sorry. So in the 1990s, Joan, no last name, was walking her dog through the Freetown State Forest. Why do people keep going into its forest? Her dog must have been huge because he dragged her into the woods off of the path. When the dog stopped, she saw a strange creature. It was two feet tall with gray skin and deep green eyes. She left the creature and went home, but that was not the end. Hmm. The Pukwudgie must have followed her home because she would wake up in the middle of the night with it staring at her through her window. Oh, 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 I don't like that. Any kind of, like, staring through a window, I don't like. She didn't escape this nuisance until she literally moved into a different county. Ugh. Why? Hey, at least it wasn't trying to, like, steal her. Yeah, like, at least it was just, like... She seems to be freaked out by this. I'm going to do it every night. I'm going to do it every night. Second story. Okay. From the same place. When a man named Tom was a teenager, he snuck out of his parents' house to wander around the woods. Like you do. Literally why, sir. Yeah, why? This is a horrible idea. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. He was walking along and he saw a glowing light that he then followed deeper into the, the woods. Also a bad idea, Tom. Once the light disappeared... He was like, oh, man, I guess I should go home now. I'm lost, probably. And he's, like, deep in the woods. Mm-hmm. He noticed he was not alone. Oh, God. He saw a short, furry man nearby. At this point, Tom runs home like he should have before. Mm-hmm. There is also a report of a Pukwudgie pushing a man's wife off of a cliff, but this seems like a poor cover-up for a murder. Yeah. And those are my cryptids! Woo! Not, not... As fun-filled as I hoped the puzzle would be, but it's fine. So I personally would rather meet a Thunderbird. I mean, they might carry me away, but... Yeah, at least they're not going to follow you home and, and torment you every day. You. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Thanks for that. You're welcome. I'm you gonna... wanted to know about them, so I did yeah. it. Now I'm going to have nightmares about Puckwudgies finding me in the middle of the night. <laughs> if you don't already follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we are at NSGOpod on both of those. Uh, yeah, check out the blog. All the resources and things for all of our episodes are on there. It is thenotsogreatoutdoors.com, so check us out there. And we hope to see you next time. So in the meantime, stay safe out there. Thanks for watching. Our music is by Purple Planet. Our art and logos are by Katherine Dodds. If you'd like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nsgopod. And don't forget to listen on all of your favorite podcasting platforms.